Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week, we watched Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Go ahead. Yeah. What about it? This show was... A lot of very gross and dumb people being very gross and dumb. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it. In fact, you might say I hated every second of it. I've got some questions for you. Okay. About your experience watching this show. Okay. So, before you hit play, how much did you know about it? Um, like 1%. I knew I had seen some article that I didn't read that lumped it in with, um, what was the other show that we just watched? Love is Blind. Love is Blind. So I knew that there was some sort of experiment or twist going on. Right. But that's as much as I know. Very scientific experiment. Yes. Super, yeah. like, lab coats, control groups, everything. Yeah. There's an island not mentioned thus far anyway on the show where... Right. Everybody's just fucking all the time. Or are they? On this other island. Oh, the, the control, control group. Island. The control group. <laughs> Question number two. Out of all the people on the island, which one do you want to have sex with the most? I would rather discuss which one I want to have sex with the least. Okay. You just want to rank them? And it was definitely Matthew. Jesus. Oh, yeah. He was the grossest of them all. In terms of... You introduce yourself by saying, yeah, I shower sometimes. <laughs> I don't think he was saying that ironically, like, joking, like, yeah, like, I shower sometimes, like, ha ha ha, like, I just happen to smell good. No, like, that's a dude that, like, genuinely showers sometimes. Alright. Uh, how about the most... They were all gross people. I don't know that there's a single one of them that I could point. They, it truly was a a Matthew who I hated. Uh huh. I don't know. Chloe infuriated me because she was the idiot of the group that didn't know where Australia was. She's oh, the idiot yeah. of a group of a bunch of idiots. She's like, not the brightest spark in the book. Yeah. Yes. So it's like he's ten, she's nine, and then everybody else is just like this mush of vaguely attractive people that okay how about sharon or is it sharon 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 like he was fine francesca was fine as far as like personality wise but like she's done a lot to her face as far as trying to be a model or whatever the fuck she thinks she is yeah she looks like a kardashian yeah in the same plastic like i've Put a thin veneer of shellac on my face. Yeah. Okay. Before we dig into all of these people, we should probably explain the premise of this yeah, show. Yeah, maybe. So, the premise of this show is they take a bunch of attractive people that are promiscuous. Like, self-proclaimed 
promiscuous party people. Self-proclaimed, but also when it got brought to their attention that they were only brought to this island because of that, they were all a little shocked. Like, what? Fair. Um, and they are given 12 hours to get to know each other. On this deserted island. Right. Paradise. Yes. And then they're told that the prize is $100,000 at the end of this, but that dollar amount goes down every time any sort of sexual activity takes place. Yeah. <laughs> I still have questions. Okay. Go, go is on. it 100000 to everyone? I, I don't know if it's a pot, or I don't know if each person gets $100,000, but they all get the same dollar amount. Yeah, and if that's... so. <sighs> If, if it's a hundred thousand dollars split ten ways, then we're talking ten thousand dollars. In which case, like that, yeah, that's still a significant chunk of change, but it's not like life altering money. Although they're all dumb college students or close enough to it, who knows? Sure. Um, what other questions did you have about that? Um, I think it was apparent in the next time on or this season on, but it seems like if anybody fucks, it comes out of the pot for everyone. Yes. Which seem like it's that's the one that like literally the one and only factor that's like okay that's interesting like there could be some fuckery going on down the line where somebody sabotages everything yeah they're they're pissed because everybody's being shitty so they convince somebody else to have sex to fuck with them all well I mean all you need to do is uh, self gratify I would. Bet that there are varying levels of how much gets dinged, and I'm guessing full P and V is the worst. Yeah, or V and V is the or P and P or P and P. I saw the dollar amounts up until I for some reason they didn't have the dollar amount that they ended up with. But there's eight episodes, and in the sixth episode, the dollar amount was down to fifty-five thousand dollars. Oh Jesus Christ! So the episode, so the episodes are titled by the amount of money that are left, or did you go into the descriptions? I went to the descriptions, or like there was a chart on Wikipedia of yeah. So what I wanted to do before you spoiled it, but I still think that there's a chance to salvage this game. Is guess how much money is left over by the end of this? Zero. What do you mean? That's my guess. Oh, one of the, so you said one of the later episodes was fifty five thousand. Yeah. Okay, here's a different game that I want to play. All right, so it's down to fifty five. Is it, it involve uh, being blindfolded? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so it's down to fifty five thousand dollars, which means that they have lost forty five thousand. Yeah, how much per sex act do you think it is that they're losing? It could be like $10,000, in which case, like, yeah, like, there are four couples that fuck or something like that. Or it could be $1,000, in which case, like, they all are, just can't be stopped. And that's all the show is. It's just nonstop them fucking going, ah, shit, there's another $1,000. Feels like Vegas all over again. Okay. Well, how would you do it? I would put I would put kissing at the bottom, right? Yeah, so that's like $1,000. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. What would you put next? Over-the-pants stuff. Okay. Where would you put... N none of them are wearing pants. Over-the-swimsuit stuff. Where would you put self-gratification? Right around there. The same sort of thing. Okay. I don't know. I might put it a little higher because there's a release involved. For sure, but I think that there is... 
like an orgasm release. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you, when the, the title sequence for the show, uh, started and it like just said too hot to handle whatever, did you see the shit dripping off the word hot? No. Okay. So I think it was meant to be sweat, but it, it was a little drippy for that. I don't know. The, uh, tone of the show is pretty, uh, the narrators are not fans of these contestants. The thing I hated most about the show was the narrator. Because she ruined every joke that I was going to say. <laughs> like, I, this is the sort of show that I would want to watch with Kathy and, like, rip on these terrible people. But the narrator is doing that for me. It's taking all of the fun out of it. Oh, yeah. It's the whole time. Like, it just... I There were multiple times I can't... I can't remember any of the particular jokes. I just know there are multiple times where I would say something out loud, like somebody saying like, Oh, you know, there's no way I can't have sex for, or no, that was it. It was, um, one of the guys asking the other guy, like, Oh, do you see yourself with her long term?" He's like, no, no, I don't really believe in marriage. And the guy's response was, yeah. Or like four weeks. I'm like, that's long term for you. And then the the announcer literally says almost word for word what I just said right after that. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Also, that moment illustrated to me what's going to happen, which is they're going to just pass partners around for four weeks. A hundred thousand percent. That's it, absolutely because if we thought that um, love is blind was a little far fetched because geographically, like, what a mess to like start a relationship with someone that far across the country potentially this is entirely global i don't i don't for a minute believe that this is a dating show where you're trying to make a connection with a person to date this is a thing where you just have to try to not have sex with people but that's what they're that's what they're pushing it as is like you're gonna learn to connect with somebody what 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 incentive do i have to connect with somebody when like in three weeks i'm never going to see that person again right that's why my premise is better just see if you can make it without doing it. I I I don't think that that's a, a an eight or nine or ten or whatever episode season, because the answer is for all of them, no, we can't. I don't think that there's going to be a single soul left on that island that will have not cost the group money in some fashion. Could you do it for a month? Yeah, probably. Keep keep in mind, I don't remember which one said this, but he doesn't know a single man that's got a month. He doesn't know a lot of men. That's a dude that only knows women. Right. And by no, I mean in the biblical sense. Okay. Let's go through the contestants one by one. I wrote them all down, did you? I have a table right here. Wow. I wanted, I wanted to, like, I knew there were only 10 people in this. I, I had meant to do this for Love is Blind, but didn't get around to it. And it was just really quick. Like, here's their name and here are the, my first impressions and the dumb shit that they said. Okay. So I, I wrote them down in order they were introduced. Yep. So I started with Chloe. Chloe, she's the ditzy one. Yeah. She's 20. She's ditzy. She's British. Not the brightest spark in the book. And then I wrote, I don't like her. She needs to eat. That she was like there were a lot like it was a lot of very fit people. She her and somebody else I didn't end up writing this down were like rail thin, like yeah. unsafe level of weight, if I had to guess. Yeah. Okay, you can take the next one. So the next one was Sharon. 
Uh huh. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, spelled Sharon. Spelled Sharon with two R's. Yep. Uh, he's a feminist. He's studying women and gender studies and using it to pick up on women. So um, he's gross. He, uh, much like a sports team, has a lot of people on the bench, you know, because you never know when you need to go to the bench for something. He's a gross human being. Mm -hmm. I wrote down all those things and then I wrote down two more things. The thing he's most proud of is his penis. Okay. He's got to say that. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he said that. And he's got a picture of it next to his bed. No, he's got a picture of it next to like a Pringles can or something for comparison. Oh, because it's so gigantic, I guess. I thought that he just had a picture of his own penis sitting by his bed that he would like take off his nightstand and kiss goodnight before he went to sleep. (laughs) He keeps it in his wallet so he can show it to women that he's. Yeah, here, here are my kids. I don't have any, <laughs> or I have thousands I don't know about. And then I wrote, "He can meet women anywhere." And the next one I got is Haley. Yep, she's in a sorority. She's a Zeta lady. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing I wrote down is she likes guys, or she look likes girls that look like her. She's very into herself. I wrote that down. Um, the other two facts about her that I wrote down were at a sorority party, Sony broke their neck and she thought that that was an appropriate thing to bring up in her little like confessional uh-huh. and then just brush off like, but that happens, you know? Um, also, she's got a tattoo on her back that she doesn't understand. Oh, right. <laughs> it was written in some sort of script. It was hard to tell just because it looked like a shitty tattoo to begin with. And somebody asked, like, oh, what's it mean? She's like, I don't know. Sharon and Haley are both from the U.S. Okay. I think. It's- Sharon definitely was. Uh, Haley must have been. Yeah. Uh, who you got next? David. Oh, really? Because I've got Harry. Next. David and Harry uh, came in together. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, go ahead and take David. David is gross. Um, he offers to sun, like to put suntan lotion on women. He seems to have carried around multiple bottles. That was one of the jokes that got stolen from me. The second time that he like offers to put suntan lotion on someone, I go, how many fucking bottles of suntan lotion does he have? And the narrator says the exact, like said exactly word for word what I just said, um, immediately following that. Um, (laughs) he tries to be a nice guy. Um, he doesn't know how to pick up women. So he just walks into a bar and takes off his shirt. Um, and I also wrote down, this is just my personal opinion. He looks like a meathead Elijah Wood. Oh, he reminds me of Schmidt from New Girl. I don't see it. I see the Elijah Wood thing more. Okay. Also, he loves a sex party. He loves a sex party? Yep, that's what he said. I missed that. Yeah. And then Harry likes accents and dirty talk. He's constantly trying to hook up with celebrities <laughs> and it has not succeeded. But regular girls... He has no problem picking up because he's from Australia and he can just shout crikey in a bar and it works. Yeah. Man, yep. I never thought to try that. Next time we're out cruising for chicks. <laughs> yeah, which we do all the time. All the time. Um, We'll have to give that a go. I don't know. 
will have to have a, a experimental condition and a control condition. I think the control condition is saying crikey, but then just talking in a regular act, like regular, my American accent when I'm talking to someone. And then you say crikey, but then try and keep up an Australian accent while you, while you talk to that person. Who do we got next? Francesca? Francesca. She's Canadian. She has 310,000 followers on Instagram and growing every day. Um, she thinks her personality is her best asset. She is wrong. She doesn't have a personality. She just kind of walked around making patty lips because she couldn't do anything but because her lips were fucked all to hell um, and flipping her hair around and thinking yeah. that would get her guys. And it worked. Yeah. Her personality is her best asset, but the eyes go straight to the boobs and she, her face isn't too bad either. Is what she said. And then uh, in order to pick up guys, she just flips her hair and makes eye contact with them. And she did that a lot during the show. Oh, yeah. We got four more of these people. Matthew. Oh, four more. Because I wrote Lana down at the bottom as well. Matthew. Yeah, we talked about him a little bit. Yeah. Winter clothes, beanie, which is just a swag. Yeah, he's a crunchy. He's a very crunchy granola sort of dude. He's a deep thinker. Mm -hmm. He questions monogamy. He thinks he should spread his seed. Yeah. His words. Yep. And sexually, he's a lot to handle. Yep. And the narrator conceived just watching him. Rhonda was the next one, and she's, well, Rhonda and Nicole, I think, came in together. She's the one that I have the least written about. She, all I wrote is that she called herself a 10 out of 10 and said that she has a nice butt. Yeah, she looks her best even if she's going to the grocery store. And uh, the two main things that she looks for in a man is that he has a job and he has tattoos. The important things in life. Right. She was my least favorite, I think. Um, maybe it was because, and I'm sure some of this was editing, but I'm also a hundred percent aware and cognizant that this was less than two hours just based on time that she was talking about how she was super into this one dude, the creepo who fucking put suntan lotion on her butt and exclusively her butt. Oh yeah. That was David. <laughs> David. Um, only to be really shitty to Sharon when he came in to talk to her. And I'm thinking like, oh, it's because she's like only got eyes for David. Right. And then 15 seconds later is making out with Sharon. Right. Because he's really confident. I didn't get that. I was writing about, I wrote notes about that. And I was like, oh, Rhonda's not into it. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Rhonda's super into yeah. it. Yeah. And then she's like, oh yeah, he's my ideal guy. Yeah. She strikes me as the type whose ideal guy is anybody with a pulse that she want like that's in wants to fuck her right then and there she just she seemed completely vapid and there was nothing there was nothing of substance to her i wrote nothing about her and then nicole is irish a party girl professional drinker she went to catholic school and she just gets with anyone is what she said and no one knows yep no one knows after three dates a guy a guy usually tell her that she that he has feelings for, and then she'll cut him loose. Mm -hmm. And then, the cream of the crop. The best for last. Kells. Kells with a Z. Kells with a Z. Let's go ahead and describe Kells. He's the person I wrote second least about. Really? Yes. Okay. He was a big dude. Yep. That's it? I I wrote two quotes of his. He says that he's the king of this jungle. Yeah. There can only be one alpha male. Yeah. 
at this point, this show hasn't exactly like pushed any amount of competition. Like there's no competition here, but he's, he's going to interject competition into this bullshit right. right now. And that he doesn't have any trouble getting girls. Yeah. As soon as he walked in, all the girls just like looked at him like, whoa. I think one of them uh, audibly exclaimed like, ah, like yeah. it, it caught her that off guard. Yeah. Um, the Lion King is his favorite movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's the guy with the lion tattoo. Yeah. No problem getting girls. He's played FIFA more times than he's slept with girls. And uh, he's slept with less than a thousand girls. Yep. So he's very good with numbers. Yeah. And then we had the guy who was wearing like the wizard robes and he had like all the cinnamon with him. Go ahead and uh, read what you wrote down about him. Um, I thought that he was the most articulate of the bunch. Okay. He was the least hateable of the bunch. That's not saying much. I still hate him. I hate everything about him. That, that's all I wrote. I didn't write much about him. All he right. didn't leave much of an impression. All right. So what else do you want to talk about for this show? Um, so the conceit of the show that they pushed many, many times was that they have this Alexa looking thing called Lana in all of these various rooms and it's listening to all of their conversations and analyzing them. Right. What the fuck was that thing analyzing? Great question. Like, seriously, it didn't do anything. Yeah. Also, when it was, like, making its announcement, it left, like, two minutes between each sentence that it was saying. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like, oh, and another thing, and then everybody would just sit there, and then, like, everybody would be like, oh, I wonder what it's gonna say. You know what? Maybe... Maybe the experiment isn't whether or not these people can all get along without having sex for four weeks. Yeah. Maybe the experiment was whether or not the producers of this show could come up with an interesting reality show on the fly. Maybe they were just listening to these people talk for eight hours or 12 hours or whatever the hell it was. And so the reason that announcement was taking so long between sentences because they were busy trying to write what they were going to say. Like, shit, um, and you can't have sex. And we have, how much money can we pull together? A hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. So they just just brought everybody to the island. And it was like, (laughs) all right. The real contest is who can come up with the best reality show based on the people that they get. And so we're going to get like another Netflix show that's going to be another guy who's got another set of people. And it's going to be like... It's going to be a serious documentary called The Writer's Room or something. (laughs) Right. And he's going to be like trying to get them money, but he's going to like turn it into a competition show. So they're going to be like baking in bikinis or something. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that they probably like and when we get to that show. So we're we're no longer going to be writing episode two for this show because who cares? They're all going to have sex. Right. We're writing episode one for this writer's room show now. <laughs> what are some other ideas that were pitched in this writer's room while all these people were busy? Okay. So I thought, oh, I initially said that they each in a different group of people, but do you think they're all pitching it for the same group of people? Because they're like getting mm. people are getting fed the premise. 
as they're coming up with it and reacting to it. What, okay. To that point, what if, so we've now watched this, we've watched Love is Blind. What if Love is Blind was one of these? Exactly. What if right now what we're actually watching are the results of this actual experiment or like reality show where it's these writers trying to come up with like they all get a group of 10, 12, whatever people they they draw, they draw names, they draw like numbers of people, whatever it is. And then they all have to come up with the best reality show idea. And then Netflix, because they will fucking greenlight anything, greenlights every one of those shows. Puts them on the air, and the real competition is which show gets the most views in its opening month. I think if if Netflix hasn't actually done this idea, if all of this is like just these are actual reality shows, they've failed. They've failed America. They've failed the country. They've we failed should, the world. We should pitch them this idea. I think that's what we're doing right now. You think they're listening? I think they will when I at them after this episode airs. You think they? You think that you'll at Netflix to listen to an episode will, of our podcast? I will absolutely at listen. Netflix. I don't know if they'll listen. <laughs> I think we need our tens of viewers or listeners Ooh, to help push this. Yes, to help push this. Also, can I just piggyback on that? Cinnamon. I swear to God, if this is a Cinnamon Wizard pilot, absolutely not. Cinnamon Wizard show on Netflix too. <laughs> Here, here's a better idea. Not a better idea. You have to put the cinema wizard in each of your hands. No, 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 no. <laughs> Here's a better better character than the cinema wizard. In this writer's room, there's a writer who insists on trying to get the cinema wizard into each of these shows. <laughs> Just put me Played in there by as you. a plant. You're the, you're yeah. the, yeah, you're, you're like the plant who's taking notes and shit like that. <laughs> And you're just insisting on putting the cinnamon wizard in every one of these. Just like the cinnamon wizard insists on putting cinnamon into stuff. Just like it. Whoa, meta. Got a little meta. Yeah. So, so we have Love is Blind. We have uh, this Too Hot to Handle. What do, what do you think are some other shows that have been pitched and we're about to see? Like two months down the road. Because they're giving, they're giving these room to breathe. Okay. I think Hyperdrive was one of these. Okay. Yeah, shit. You're absolutely right. Because some of those people couldn't drive. <laughs> Remember that guy that knocked down all those pylons? Uh huh. Oh, I loved Hyperdrive. So, <laughs> so, I mean, it could be anything. I feel like I'm imagining this writers' room where they're having a draft, mm-hmm. where they've got like a a like a spreadsheet full of like a thousand possible participants and each of their like various skills and personality quirks and foibles. And they're all picking them. And the guy that was <laughs> casting for hyperdrive, like came up with this idea for a great show, but ran out of contestants midway through that knew how to drive. Yeah. And so he was just pulling anybody that was vaguely interesting. <laughs> he's like, he's like going like, please somebody train me Francesca for this. <laughs> Somebody else. You can have my pick next round. <laughs> I need Francesca. She's a world-class driver. <laughs> She's also a model. What a twist. Man, yeah, there could be a lot. You could have, like I said, baking. They, they already have a baking. Nailed it. It's a baking competition about people fucking up cakes. Yeah. I think that's exactly one of these shows. Yep. Like a dance one. They, I think they've got, I think they've got a breakdancing one, don't they? That we haven't watched yet. Okay. 
Yeah. They've got a rapping competition. Oh, Hustle, Hustle. Rhythm and Flow, I Rhythm think. and Flow? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what that's what's been happening here. We haven't watched those shows. We should definitely watch those shows soon to see if this fits into our Netflix reality cinematic universe theory. Yeah, we got to hit these reality shows hard. <laughs> I think I think we've stumbled onto something here. Yeah. New comedy bit when we get two more ratings. <laughs> Are we still sitting at did you check before I meant to check before we I got over I here, checked but. maybe yesterday. Okay. So I just got a, some like little notes. I think it was Rhonda said that she's a baby cheetah. Yes. Yeah. She was looking at what's his face, like he had um Sharon had some tattoo of like, yeah, a lion. lion. But in like one of her talking heads, she describes herself as a baby cheetah also. She does. She says she's a baby cheetah and she's ready to pounce and pull you into her web. <laughs> Do you think she... She doesn't know what a cheetah is, does she? Do cheetahs spin webs? I don't know. I don't know if, enough about cheetahs to make a, a statement. You know what? Rhonda's clearly really into cheetahs. She's probably done a lot of research. She knows if they spin she, webs. She knows if they spin webs. My next note is they're all talk looking at Harry, I think it was. And they're like, ooh, he's so tall. He's 6'5". You know how tall I am? 6'5". I should have been on this show. How tall are you? 6'4". Oh, well, not quite Better tall enough. Next time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Um, I had a thought just now. Yeah. Harry was the one that was talking about giving women boyfriend dick, right? Yes. Okay. That's all. It's just a gross thing that he said that everybody like latched onto, like he was talking about giving them a small penis. Well, but I didn't get the sense that that was that's what he was talking about at all. Well, explain boyfriend dick to all of us. He gives dick that's not too rowdy. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's just right. It's like Goldilocks with the porridge. He gives porridge dick. <laughs> he gives baby bear dick. No, yeah, I mean, yep. That's a grosser way of saying what I said. Mm -hmm. So we're sticking with it. He gives baby bear dick. Is that... Wait, is that how that goes? Is it the baby bear's stuff that's always just right? Or maybe it was mama bear. Maybe it was Mama Papa Bear. Bear came in. It was all too hot. Yeah. Baby Bear, I think, and then it was Mama Bear. It was too cold, and then Baby Bear was just right. Okay. Fuck far now. Yeah. It's been 35 years since I've heard Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's only been two years for me, but, like, <laughs> I've heard a lot of nursery rhymes in my time. They all get mixed together. Uh, two years for you? That's about when you got banned from the children's section of the library, isn't it? That's not something we're going to talk about on air. Okay. Um, then they play the blindfold game. Yeah. This is a game that they were all too willing to participate in, given. Yeah. So the blindfold game is, so you build a bonfire. You set up logs in an L shape around the bonfire to sit in. So you can sit at a bonfire. In an L shape, but 
you can still get like a camera that can still like shoot everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody, nobody in front. Right. Yeah. One person puts on a blindfold and stands there. Then everybody can do whatever they want to them. Sexually. In front of the group. Yeah. Which is mostly just like kissing. That's definitely how they described it, which made me think that it was going to be a no holds barred. Everybody was just going to jump in and start doing shit. Yeah. It seemed more like. Punching them in the gut. uh, Yeah. Punching them in the gut. um, Tattooing them in (sighs) in an elvish script no one understands. Right. Drifting their the butt of their car into them. Yep. Baking yep. a really bad cake. Yeah. And then finding out if love is truly blind. <laughs> oh, dude. Could you imagine that guy from Love is Blind that was a virgin on this show? How do we know he isn't? I don't remember what that dude looked like. He could have been any of these fools. Well, all these fools talk about how much sex they have had. That doesn't mean fucking anything. We don't know that they've had sex. I believed them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Also, none of them had serial killer eyes, and that guy definitely had serial killer eyes. Yeah. What else you got? We talked a little bit about uh, Lana, the Alexa-looking thing, uh, revealing the, the twist to them all. But I want to talk a little bit more about how that scene went down. Go for it. What's-his-face and what's-her-face? Harry and Francesca were busy getting ready to have sex. So this didn't, that's okay. Hold on. This, this does tie back into our, our universe thing. I think they still didn't have a great idea of what this show was supposed to be at that point in time, but they like, they knew it was going to have something to do with sex. That's why they hurriedly got on there. Like, uh, uh, um, like everybody to the, the Palapa, by the way, what the fuck's a Palapa? I don't know. It was like their, their little porch thing or whatever. Yeah. I think they were frantically trying to do that really quickly before that guy and that girl had sex. To, like, keep their premise intact. That's why there was a lot of delay time between sentences. Is like, that was where it was truly, oh, shit, we've got to get this rolling now. Also, are they really going to have sex in front of all these cameras? Well, in front of all these cameras, also, they have, there was one bedroom, right? Yeah. With, like, five, like ten beds or whatever. It wasn't yeah. even ten beds. It was six beds for ten people. So they're just assuming from jump they're going to have paired off at least a little bit. I don't believe there, there were only six beds. I'm nearly positive there were only six beds. All right. So they call everybody to the, the porch to, like, have the, the premise revealed to them. It was, I, I definitely had, so as much as the narrator pissed me off for, like, saying the thing that I was thinking, what delighted me was one of the contestants saying what I was thinking, which is when they were all sitting there and it had gotten silent. Uh, Sharon goes, this is the part of the horror movie where all the black people run away. And I had had the exact same thought. Like, this feels a bit like the purge. Like, they're about to say, everybody, this is a fight to the death. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Yep. So that happens. That could be one of the Netflix ones, yeah. The um, the Lana thing tells them that they're not to have, there's a prize of $100,000, but they're not to be any sort of sexual activity and no self-gratification allowed. And then there was this crystallization of a moment that was the funniest thing I've seen in, like, at least two weeks. Where one of the guys goes, like, is clear, like, a couple of the guys are clearly confused, and most of the women. So no masturbation, like, no, no masturbation then. And then I think it was Sharon, or Sharon, like, gasped and aloud, like, he goes, <gasps> like, it was only then that it dawned on him, no masturbation, and... 
I, th- that moment is like this perfect, it's this perfect embodiment of this show where like, he's too dumb to know what self gratification means. He's too caught up into his own penis to imagine a world where he doesn't masturbate for even a week, let alone a whole fucking month. It was, it was just absolutely perfect. I died laughing. I had to pause the show. It was amazing. Wow. So does that mean you're going to watch more of this show? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. Are you? No. Did you watch any more? What was the show? Was it Love is Blind you were going to watch? I watched two more episodes of it. Okay. And I haven't watched any more yet. Okay. And it seems just based on some of the screenshots from later episodes that they're going to like introduce games and shit like that where they're or, like competitions where they're supposed to like. Oh, I'm back in. Okay. That, all that. That does exactly nothing for me. It it just seems like a a weird addition to pad out time. All right. Seems like it was just shit that they threw together on the writers' room. Yeah. TM, I mean TM, that's TM, the TM, whole TM, TM, TM. that's the whole premise of the what what is our meta show called? The writers' room. Um, that's what I'm trademarking for now, but we can we can workshop that a little bit. Back to reality. Yeah. Reality rights, like a reality bites thing. No, no. Um, we'll we'll come up with like we'll think about it because we're gonna try and release this episode yeah. shortly after we record it. We'll think about it in the next couple of days, and if we think of anything, let me know. Because if you think of anything, let me know. Because I'm when I I'm a hundred percent gonna at Netflix and say we've got a show idea for you. Okay, go at us. No, go ahead and add us. I'll just I'll delay adding Netflix. Like we'll we'll send. No, you don't want it. I don't want to delay Netflix. You want Netflix like right away. Yeah. Because I don't want to be added. Well, I'm fine with being added on our Twitter, which is at podcast episode one with the numeral one. Or you could go to our website. Or you could go to our website, which is episode one podcast.com. That's O-N-E. But my concern is we've got 15 or so listeners. If one of them comes up with even a slightly better twist on this and gets that to Netflix before we can get the pitch to Netflix. Yeah. That's why you got to add Netflix right away. You got, we've got to add Netflix right away. So yeah. if you, you and I come up with anything better than what was the one you said, uh, back to reality, back to reality. Sure. Yep. Then we've got to let each other know. All right. Um, reality can, check. If you think, if you think of something, you can email me at uh, podcastepisode1 at gmail.com. Reality check. Is that better than back to reality or no? I, I think they're both fine. Like, it, neither one of them does a lot to evoke. Yeah, maybe maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get it figured out. All right. I suppose the, the title can be work in progress. And if anybody wants to let us know that they come up with a better title than the one that we at Netflix with, they can let us know by leaving a review on iTunes. Because if we get 200 of those, that's one of the qualifiers for us to be reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Which will make it a little, like, we'll have a little more clout and it'll be a little easier to, like, get shows like this on Netflix. Yeah. And we also have a goal, because we're at eight right now. Our first goal is if we get 10, we will add a comedy bit that we do every once in a while to the show. Also, thanks to Boss D for the use of our theme song. Who's, Who's the, cow- the cowboy from the album Get Smart and Run Faster? You got it. Thank you for listening to episode one with Michael and Eric. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Come on, 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 come on,